So just being able to sit three minutes a day, focus on your breathing, that brings in goodness. And then the writing gets out all of the clutter. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Karine Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Your Badass Journey podcast. Welcome. If you're a new listener, welcome. Thank you for subscribing to the show and sharing it. It means everything to me. And I am so excited about today's conversation. I Before I jump into that, actually, before I introduce our guest, I've been doing this thing on Instagram and I'm getting a lot of feedback on. So I figured I'd do it here on the show as well, where I received this awesome deck of, let's call them energetic art cards. And I pull two cards a day. And it's a, this gorgeous imagery. I wish you could see it. But if you join me on Insta, you'll definitely see them. Um, and I then share the energetic words of the day for you to choose one of them. So I thought I would share today's energetic card pulls with you. So that as you're listening, you can also bring this energy into your world based on what you're feeling called to focus on or or get energized by. So today's cards, the first one. So if this is number one, if this word is for you, hold it dear today and see how it shows up, what it talks about. Okay, cool. The first card is magic. And underneath it says, trust your inner wisdom, take time for introspection, explore etheric realms, your spirit is immortal. So magic. Magic is that first word. Did you feel that energy just even hearing the explanation? So cool. The second word of today is focus. Examine your priorities. Place attention with intention. Aim for your highest potential. Be strong in your purpose. You will achieve your goals. So these beautiful cards are designed by Autumn Sky. She is an amazing artist. You can follow her on Etsy and Insta. But truly hope that focus and magic enter your day today. Speaking about energy, let's jump into who today's guest is. Miranda Mitchell is an energetic alignment coach and human design specialist that helps entrepreneurs energetically align so they can create a life and business with freedom and ease. Now, some of you are new to me. Some of you have been with me a long time. You know that I have always had more of a holistic approach to figuring out how I optimize who I am in this life. And how that speaks to how I lead my business. So Miranda's practice is all about that. Her life has had numerous experiences that brought her so much work through the struggle and what she shares on today's show, all of her journey of living in poverty, moving out at the age 14, 
being in an abusive marriage, and taking each experience to create an opportunity to learn and connect with what she truly wanted for herself and her own family that she has created and produced in this world. So when she got introduced to human design, it really helped her identify how to navigate who she is across the different realms and show up in the world today. And now she shares that with all of you. So let's jump in today's convers- into today's conversation with Miranda. You can follow her on Insta at Miranda J. Mitchell. That's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Or uh, her website, Miranda-Mitchell.com to learn more. So I will see you on the other side of the episode. Enjoy. Welcome, Miranda, to the show. Thank you, Kareem. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you uh, on the show today because you're all things human design and charts and helping people energetically shift. And it's something that I recently found out that I'm a manifesting generator. And so and that's my you know human design type. But we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit so that our listeners can better understand the benefits of knowing their human design. But before we jump into the work you're actually doing today, I would love for you to share your journey of how you got here. Like what led you down the path in order to become an energetic alignment coach? And yeah, what made you decide that? Share that journey. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as with anyone, it's the journey of life, you know, all of our experiences. So I didn't realize I was in this journey until about a year and a half ago, as far as the human design aspect. But my life entirely has been, and as everyone probably will notice, theirs has been as well, if you look back on it, has come into collaboration with the way that we are energetically. So when I was younger, I am the oldest of six. (laughs) So we had a lot of kids. Uh, We lived way out in the boondocks in Vermont, and my parents were a little bit hippie. So we had no electricity, no water. And because I was the oldest of six, I really did get lost. There was not a lot of Mm. connection. There wasn't a lot of support from both my mother or my father. So in that space, I didn't have that support. So I moved out when I was 14. And when I moved Mm. out, I just lived with friends, going from one place to another I was partying. I wasn't like a lot. I wasn't consistent or focused or grounded, you know? So that has a little bit to do with the energy part, although I didn't know it then. And um, from there, I ended up living my life that way until I got grounded by having my first son. Now, when Mm. I had my first son, I made the choice that I would have, I would support him. I would be there for him. It wouldn't be like how I grew up. He wouldn't have the energetic flowing of just one experience to the other. There'd be some grounding. So I made that decision. And within that decision, there were still other energies that I had been living, but I wasn't aware because of the beliefs that I created. I ended up in a, an abusive marriage. So it was very controlling. Um it started like on our wedding day and it took me over a year to get out of that marriage. And it was very, 
it's a key point because I was 28 years old. And in human design, there is astrology, some astrology in there. So at 28, usually the Saturn return comes. And when that Saturn return comes, it's usually a shift, a shift in your life somehow, either negative or positive. So for me, I remember it like yesterday. I don't know why I had that shift, but I just knew I had to get out of that relationship. And I knew that I would figure out a way how to do it. So it took me a year to get out of that relationship safely. And then from there, my energy went into raising both of my boys. I had another son within that marriage. And um, within that, I was so grounded, so determined, so focused, so hard. I became very hard. Mm. And I wasn't aware of that until I overheard someone say to me, or okay, they didn't say it to me. I overheard it saying it to someone else. About you, yeah. Yes. That I was an ice princess. Hmm, and I, I was like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's hmm, not, perspective. That's, exactly. Like, really? That's what I'm being portrayed at? I mean, I'm hard and focused. So from there, I actually went to yoga. I started go, doing yoga practices, opening up to vulnerability, letting myself become, I call it the messy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I've been so hard my entire life, but now I was a mess. Feeling, you're feeling again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's the lack of numb and you start feeling again. Yeah. 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 And it's scary when you yep. had to like do everything for yourself since you're 14 sure. to be messy. Yeah. <laughs> so I let, I became the messy. I did the inner work. And then from there, I went to coaching and found human design. So it was a journey of not being grounded, not having stability, then being an abusive relationship, then yeah. being too hard, too grounded, too focused, then messy. And now it's like, okay, let's find that balance. Let's learn my energy and let's bring in what I've learned so that I can create the life that I want and live the life that I truly want. I love that. You know, and thank you for sharing your journey because I think it's so relatable to so many people who sit like I like that you shared that it took you a year to make the transition knowing in your gut that the situation was not right you deserve better there's something else out there whatever the the inner voice starts to tell us when we're sitting in this this um misaligned energy I'll call it when you're around the people who don't really support your path and are hindering it with their own control abuse and their lack of skill Right in in how to relate to what your needs are, but the fact that it took time, it took time to transition as well as find a what seemed to be an an, an outside reason like your kids and taking care of yourself in order to find some semblance of control in an uncontrollable situation. I think listeners need to you know connect with that and I know they connect with that because it's like we've been there in in some way shape or form where we're sitting in something that just is out of alignment and there's that that gut that's telling us something else we can make it better we can have something else on the other side no matter how scary but the fact that you also got on the other side and you and what I'm hearing is that you had to get into a controlling stance in order to survive that change and I know this so well because uh, controlling energy so 
in my work, like one of the assessment tools I do is gets you really clear on where you sit in your reactionary space when you don't feel safe or when you don't feel that you are in alignment with who you are, right? And so the three main categories are controlling, protecting, and complying. And so when we're in that controlling space, our self-awareness actually gets drawn down from our creative space because we're just trying to make shit happen. <laughs> like we're just trying to survive the moment or take control of it. And, and in your case, also probably protective energy was showing up for your children and like how you raise them and everything. And, it, and it's great that then you, you realize for yourself that's not who you are either on a full-time basis. There are very high effective measures to show up in that reactionary space, but it's not necessarily who you want to be at all times. So when you introduced yourself into yoga and you started to kind of create that awakening for yourself and you explored vulnerability, what are some of the things that you immediately learned about yourself in that process? Well, first, I love the fact that you mentioned that about control because that is actually in my chart Mm. as um, an unbalance. Mm. is having the control to make it out. So being able to work into that vulnerability. So I know that that's not me, but I needed to be in that space. Yeah. So what I learned about myself was that about the control. I also learned that I was very proud of the fact that I was strong. Mm. I was very proud of the fact that I would always figure things out. I would always make things happen. And I would even catch myself saying that anything in life worth having is a struggle. Mm. Like, why was I saying that? I was creating that struggle. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, gotta be hard. It's gotta yeah. be hard to be worth it. Right. right. Like there, there's that story. A lot a lot of us had that ingrained from a very young age that it has to be hard to be worth it. So rechanging that belief system, huge. Yes. And that was a huge thing that I had to let myself open up to, like with the vulnerability, enjoy ease, enjoy not having to struggle. Like if you're not struggling, it doesn't mean you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was a huge shift that is in my huge. mindset. Yeah. If it's not painful, right? Like it is still worth it. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it, when you get to that point where there's ease, you're like, I'm not doing enough. Right. Why am I doing anymore? Right. Because you're so like your habit is to always be in struggle. <laughs> yeah, that's my generator side in me uh, when we get into some of more of the human decide side. But I, I have this voice that says you're being lazy when I'm not doing because the generator in me is like, look, the engine. And and it's great because when I doing my work through human design and knowing that I have the manifestation side of me, it's like, no, I gotta I gotta lean into the heretic. Like I gotta really be visionary and allow myself the slowness and the pause for that to to figure that out. So yes, like I love the learnings that you had through that process. What was your first experience with human design for yourself? Like what made you go down that track? Well, um a friend of mine had actually introduced it to me. And as I'm a manifesting generator as well. Yeah, sweet. We got all of it <laughs> happening. That's awesome. Yay. Yeah. Yes. So um, when I first learned about it, it wasn't right timing for me. Mm. Um, I was still doing the yogic, the um, opening up the vulnerability. 
And a year later came, she came back around and I asked her about it. I bought the book, I read it and I was like, okay, well, if I read this in a week, I know it's right timing. And it's funny because I realized now that I was actually doing my strategy by waiting to respond and not jumping in and initiating. So once I read the book, I jumped right in. And the reason I did that is because in the chart, there's actually gates and um, channels. And within some of the gates and channels, um, I definitely have a lot of depth and focus. So I always jump in and go deep with everything. So I love that you're a manifesting generator. because (laughs) The energy type, you're like, you're so... You want to get inspired and do, but then you're like, wait, sit yeah. back, yeah. Wait, respond. I'm learning on the wait part. I'm, I'm really learning <laughs> like to, to be more aware of that. But let's give people a framework of the benefits of human design and what like the output means. Because we're using terminology that I'm sure someone listening is like, what the heck are these people talking about? So can we break it down a little bit for them so they truly understand what this is and the benefits of knowing this about yourself? Yes, yes, yes. I love this. So there are five different energetic blueprint types. So what that means is we each have our own individual blueprint and we all both receive and put out a different type of energy vibration. So as an entrepreneur... We are not all manifestors. A manifestor is a person that can get inspired, go out and initiate, and then have people do the work to finish it. Generator types, we have to wait to respond. So what that means is we can get an idea, we can envision, we can inform people of our idea, but then we have to wait for someone to ask us a question or something in the external world to show up to us. Either It can even be an intuitive hit. Mm. So it goes into the intuition as well, depending on your chart. But you have to wait for that response mechanism. Then there is also... So that's any generator type. So that's like a manifesting generator and a generator. And then there's the projector, which are the ones that I feel like struggle the most, Mm. honestly. The projectors, um, they're, they're waiting to respond, but they don't have that consistent energy. So what happens is a lot of projectors will feel exhausted. They'll be tired. They'll force themselves. They won't feel heard. They don't understand why they're not getting anywhere. Mm. So for projector types, the most important thing to be able to receive invitations is actually self-care. So that is a game changer. And as my clients that are projectors, they're like, all I have to do is take care of myself and then wait for invitations. It's hard at first because we're taught to like initiate, right? That's so not me. <laughs> right, right. At and least then, I know if a projector's in my life that I have to constantly invite. So this is yes. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then the reflector is, they're the rarest. They're yeah. about 1% of the world population. And they actually, to make it any major decisions, they are to wait a whole moon cycle, which mm-hmm. in nowadays, we don't have that option. Mm-hmm. But the awareness of it alone will help people realize, well, I made this decision. I wasn't able to wait the whole moon cycle. So I understand why it's not, it's not going the way I want it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's a very small percentage. Huh? What, what's an example? Is there an example of someone who's a reflector that 
that people could identify with? Uh, Sandra Bullock and Michael Jackson. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then what about projectors? Are there examples of projectors? Oh, of course you would ask me that. It's okay if you don't know. I'm just curious just to paint a picture for folks. Like you you created a great picture of like the attributes to look out for. And then there's other pieces to that blueprint too. That's just the the initial blueprint type, right? And then you like you said, there's channels and so right. there's other breakdown for it too. So give us some of those. Right. I don't want to say a projector name just because I don't want to say something and then it'd be wrong. No, no, no. That's <laughs> totally fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So um, as far as the going a little bit deeper rather than just the names, there is the most, I feel like a most powerful experience to learn the next step is the centers. And the reason that is, is they're based on the chakra system, the Hindu chakra system. There are seven chakras, but in 1781, the chakra split. So that's mm-hmm. why there's nine centers. So the heart chakra split into the G center and the will center. And then the solar plexus split into the emotional solar plexus and the spleen. I'll go a little bit of detail into the definition and the clear whiteness in the chart. And I think that's going to be the most ahas here other Mm. than the strategy. So anywhere that there is any white in the chart. So let's say you get your chart done, you have a look at your centers and you see that you have a bunch of white centers. What that means is what happens is you actually take in other people's energy and you amplify it. Mm. So there's a lot of variability in the way that you are experiencing things in life. So let's say you have an open G center, which is your identity, love, and direction. And all your life, you have... Well, I can say this from experience for myself because I have an open G. All my life, I would morph myself into different people in different relationships. I would act differently around group different groups. And I didn't understand why. And I would get down on myself. Like, why do I not understand who I am? Who am I? (laughs) Why is this so easy me? Yeah, to be a chameleon. Yeah. Right. Like, who am I? So as soon as I realized that my G is open, I realized I was then taking in other people's energies. I was amplifying it. And I was thinking it was me, but it wasn't. It was Mm. their energies. So now I say any openness in your chart is a superpower because you get to feel other people's energies experience it, and then say, okay, that's not me. I'm going to let that go. Especially when you're a coach yeah. or a healer. Yeah. I mean, you can connect with people's like, their identity. You know, you can feel their emotions. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a beautiful gift. Yeah. I, I, I find... I, I, I don't remember for me because I'd have to, have to get a new chart done. But I think that sounds very familiar to my stance in the world. Like, I'm sure I'm highly white and and in... And open and D because I I am empathic, but the I'd say my gifting is I really can put myself in the shoes of someone else. Like I really, and then it's like this weird visual. Like I get to see myself in their shoes and then think about how they would act. So as a coach, it's really great for me to dialogue and help them come up with that awareness. But I had to learn how to come up with closing ceremonies of that energy so that I'm not walking in those shoes after that session or after I go meet with my clients and we've done some great deep strategic work and put come up with a plan. It's not mine to carry. 
So it's really great what you just described because I can totally relate to it. So I'm sure that's... Again, I have to look at my chart again, but that's a great example of awareness to know. Yeah, the awareness is key. And that's why I feel like the chart is so important. Yeah. Because even if... The chart can be overwhelming at times when Mm -hmm. you first look at it. So I say it's like... Yoga, a yoga practice. You peel off one layer at a time. You take in your strategy. You start working on your strategy. Then you go into your centers. You see where there's conditioning, what you've taken in. Then you move on to the gates. Then you, so it's a different, it, you, it's a layering or delayering. Yeah. And it's only when you're ready because it's all about learning about yourself, yeah. really. You know, and a lot of the whiteness in the chart. We feel like we know who we are in that space, but it's because we grew up with our parents who may totally. have been definition there, you know? So it's freeing. It's so yeah. freeing to be able to see that chart and say, oh, well, that's why that happened. So much uh, forgiveness can happen for yourself. Sure. Plus, you start realizing, like you mentioned, if there's projectors in your life, you realize they may not have the energy. So yeah. you accept people. Yeah. I was talking to a colleague of mine who runs um, a branding and, and marketing agency. And she's very much into all the healing arts and all the different ways she can optimize herself. And she had done her human design chart. And she was like, I really want to bring this to my team. Like, I want my team to go through this so that I better understand where they all land. And we can figure out, well, what's best for our business to be able to run cohesively together, but also know how to better communicate and collaborate and take care of each other through the process, which now that you kind of heard how I describe her, what do you think she is (laughs) in the strategy type to be someone like that? Well, I mean, I always, most of us are manifestors or generators, but is she an initiator? Is she a manifestor? Yeah, like I think she has that alignment there. And I yeah. think it's really great to, to also find new modalities as a leader on how do I get to know my team better? So have you ever done this with a group uh, or seen the results of someone who did it first and then started to get in their community, let's say more people to better understand it? Like, What do you think the benefits are of applying this to a group setting? Uh, the benefits are... Amazing. Just because once you know what the energy type is of each person, you will understand them first better about how they are feeling energetically, um, if they need more self-care. Also, like if you have an initiator, you know that they are here to initiate. If you have... I'm sorry. I said initiator because um, my teacher, Karen Curry Parker, she is shifting the names from the traditional names to a quantum, quantum Mm. names. So I'm sorry I said that. You're probably like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. The initiator is the manifester. Yeah. So she's changing the narrative and she's been teaching for over 20 years. So I love Uh, that. And I love that it's integrating with the quantum physics of it all because that's a whole nother realm that I really enjoy exploring as well. Um, But to know that taking a... The charting and applying another integrative dimension. Mm. That's really cool. So it's powerful. Like great. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a manifester there, you know that they're a great initiating. So if they have this wonderful inspiration and idea, then the generator types, 
the manifesting generator types, they do the work. Yeah. The projector yeah. types, they lead. So mm. they are like the managers and they, they lead over people. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives everyone a role where they feel good at, where they can excel at because that's their energy type and they have the energy to be there. Whereas if you try to put a projector in a manifesting generator type like business arena, they're going to get burnt out. They're going to get tired. They're going to get frustrated and then they'll get bitter and then they'll get angry. So it's... Yeah, um, good to know so that you know like how to lead them. It sets everyone up to really be successful. That's super. That's great. When you look at your practice today and the business that you're running, uh, what are you currently focused on? Well, right now I'm trying to get human design out there for Mm. entrepreneurs so that they first connect with, are they putting themselves out there according to their energy? Mm -hmm. Um, So they can align with, are they struggling where they don't need to be struggling? You know? So I really want to get the charts out there first. And then I fully believe in consistent practice. So eventually moving into like community and consistency and practices and growth and I don't know, helping one another collaboration, you know? So we all excel. We all have sustainable, successful businesses and we're able to collaborate on a big level. That's awesome. Do you have tips for our listeners who haven't done the human design yet, but knowing that you're an energetic alignment coach, do you have any tips or methods of things that they can start applying in their daily life to raise their self-awareness? Yes. And I was reading over, I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in morning practices. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with my morning rituals. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Um, it is my favorite time of the day and it, it has evolved and I, it, not everyone can do how long I do, Yeah, but it started out with first, like m- the morning page pages with journaling three minutes of just writing whatever's coming up to clear the mind, clear the clutter out of the mind and then do three minutes of sitting meditation or breath work. I love breath work. Yeah. Um, breath or prana. Is uh, it circulates through our entire body and it gets into all of our stuck areas. So just being able to sit three minutes a day, focus on your breathing, that brings in goodness. Mm. And then the writing gets out all of the clutter. That's the first step. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Do that every day for some consistency and then you'll start to fall in love with it and you'll start adding more and going deeper. Yeah, it's so true. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys listening caught it that that was a a six minute practice is what she just gave you to start out. Six minutes. We know you got the six minutes. So make sure to plug it in because the it's really important for the release, which is the journaling aspect. And then the breathing, breathing exercises. I personally love deep breathing exercises Mm -hmm. and like extending my exhale as long as I can go because I am someone... Because I can lean into controlling as my reactive space. And I find that when I'm in control, I'm holding my breath a lot. And I have to remind myself to let it out, like to, to, to really cleanse it and make sure my lungs are clear, but also feel what it feels like to sit in a true exhale. It's so rare for most people. You know, we don't do enough breath work to, to figure that out. So that's, that is one of my methods. And the breathing exercises, I change up 
the type of breathing I'm doing, but I personally love what fuel, like how it fuels my energy to do a really long exhale. Um, but then also hold my breath for four seconds, like once I do the deep inhale. So that's how I manage in my breathing work too, which feels really good and feels like a good release of whatever tension <laughs> I'm carrying too. Well, and the longer exhales and the control of the breath really does help you get out of that fight or flight nervous system sure. and really gets you in, into that rest and digest. So that's when your intuitive hits can come in. That's when your inspirations come in. That's when you heal. That's when you start recognizing where you're holding belief patterns. Beautiful. I love that. Well, for those who want to connect with you, uh, learn more from you, get their charts done, how would you like them to connect with you? Yes. I'd love for you to go onto my website, which is miranda-mitchell.com. There's a link on there where you can hit... It says, get my chart. And I run the chart by hand. And I send you a little mini reading with it. So I send it within three days and you'll get a lot of ahas with that. But just knowing what your chart looks like can help create new awarenesses and grounding right away. Yeah, I'm totally going to do it because I want, I, I want like the physical... I have, it's been a while since I've looked at it. you know. So it's like, yes. So thank you for that. That's awesome. We can get an immediate um, chart reading done and then figure out what to work through once you get those results to work back with Miranda to help you energetically align based on what you discover. I love that. That's so amazing. Thank you. And thank you so much for sharing your gifts today because I know this is new to a lot of people. They haven't they haven't done this type of integrative energetic work or know that the, there's a path for it. So I know my listeners learned a lot today. So thank you for that. And in order to give back to you today for the gifts you've given us, um, I would love to give you an opportunity. If you have a question um, or if there's an obstacle or a challenge going on in your life or business that you'd like some support from me on today, I'd love to give you the opportunity to ask. Yes. Well, I would like to know what do you feel is the best way to get the importance of energy out to entrepreneurs that are struggling? Yeah. So you always want to talk about the pain you're solving for and not so much about the modality of how that's done. Mm -hmm. So if you find that you're trying to attract people in by having to explain yourself, you've already lost them. <laughs> like This is a tip from doing this for many, many years. But if you're trying to engage them by saying the results that are received from working with you and here and then once they're engaged you're sharing and this is the modality i use in order for us to do that it's a much easier exchange because you're actually focusing on them getting clearer on what they need or removing that pain or or optimizing their health whatever it is that you're trying to help them achieve for them to be like great sign me up what do i need to do because as leaders and um, guides for aligned living, people don't necessarily care about how you help them get it done. They just they they will participate once they start connecting with you. You know, like be like what whatever you have. Like I have clients that are like whatever you tell me, I'm showing up for. Just like I know you'll take care of me if I need to do this thing. I'll 
I'll do that. You know, I'll fill out this form, whatever that looks like, because they just want the results. You know, so I think if if you really continue to share either case studies of impact that you've had before and afters of how this one client maybe came to you and with this type of energy when they discovered based on your energetic assessment um, what they could do to be better and then what happened you know after working with you and really paint the story the how you got there is discovered once they're actually a client yes you know, it's just, it's just so much, so much easier. Like I have a whole toolkit of, of different ways I assess and, and manage and get the data I need in order to guide my clients. But it's really individual to where they're at and how to leverage that mm-hmm. with me. That pain point, that struggle to ease. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or, or, or it's the opposite where it's like the ultimate and how to get from where you are to that ultimate. You know, like, so your personal journey of, look, I know what it's like to sit in suffering. I know what it's like to question, am I even in the life that I'm meant for right now? And until I actually faced myself and decided that I was going to do whatever it takes to stand in the ultimate version of myself, then it, 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 you're just going to perpetuate the same. Right. So if you want what ultimate feels like, you have to start first by facing where you stand right now. And then we chart our path together on how to get you to where you want to be. You know, that kind yeah. of energetic lang- language also creates that draw. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for being on the show today. And listeners, as you know, we love hearing your takeaways, your questions. Don't hesitate to uh, also subscribe and share this episode with those who you feel can benefit. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Wasn't that such a great episode? I know you got amazing takeaways from that. What I would love for you to do for me, if you can help me extend my reach, is go ahead and subscribe to the show so you get the latest notification and listen before anyone else. Also, if you could go ahead and post your review, your five-star review will help me get other people interested in this conversation and extend my reach of impact. Most of all, I would love for you to share this with your community. It means so much to me to have you as a listener and I would love to connect with you. So if you have any questions you would like me to answer on this show, go ahead and email hello at kareenwalsh.com and my team will make sure that I get your questions so we can get them answered on the show for you. Thank you so much for listening today and I'll see you on the next episode. 